Hello and welcome to Did You Say That Out Loud? This is Marette and I'll be spending a few minutes with friends and we're going to chat about life and kids and friends and travel and crazy topics and a few memories. So I can guarantee that you will laugh and you may learn a few things about what brings people together and what keeps them connected in their relationships and their faith walk. Hope you enjoy. Okay. Let's try this again. We uh, recorded a very interesting, wonderful podcast, and yeah, it's never the operator's fault. No. So I'm sitting in my sister's backyard with my sister, and now we got my brother-in-law here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Ron, who built this porch? Our good friends, Nick and his helper, Doug. I, I helped them a little bit, but those two guys did most everything. So why does the guy over there feel compelled to start his machines up when we start recording? (laughs) This is pretty cool. I wouldn't mind a porch like this, but Jim says we have nowhere to put it, which is just an excuse for I don't want to. Mm -hmm. So how'd you convince Uncle Ron to get you a beautiful porch like this? I don't know how I finally convinced him. I said I would use it a lot more out here because you can be out here in the rain and it's so nice to just watch the rain come down and be out here. Um... And we priced it seven years before that, and then we waited till 2022, and the prices went up I was gonna astronomically. Say that. Yeah, yeah. But Nick did a great job, and it's beautiful. And one of the best things about my back porch is all the flowers that surround it. And this time of year, the colorful leaves, and the moms, and birds, because I feed a lot of birds. Yeah, it's really pretty. And we can, in the background, if it gets a little windy, hear the wind chimes. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. So we were over playing, playing with the boys today, and trying to learn Minecraft and everything else. That I don't have a clue. What did we do growing up to entertain ourselves? Well, we played outside. We didn't have a TV, and our parents shoved us out so we could get the fresh air. It's yep. good for us on a farm. Yep. But we usually played cops and robbers. So the older two would play against the younger two. And we'd lose you. And yes. For the whole afternoon. Yeah. We'd yeah. go up to Grandma's house and eat cookies and look out the front window and you came sauntering down the... And why was that fun for you? Because <laughs> we got to get rid of our younger siblings. You know, she begged for a little sister. Yeah, and then I got one. I didn't know what that entailed. And especially since God gave me such a special one, it was <laughs> really a challenge. <laughs> no, we... um. We were talking about games. We played Uno today, but our parents played games. Mm, yes, they did. And um, Pit probably Pit. was the calm, you yes. know, wild calm game. We'd sit upstairs, and they, we had cold air registers, so we'd have our pillows next to the cold air register and peek down and listen. And then if anything got funny, we could bury our heads in the pillow. Well, I will I will differ with that. It was the warm air register, too, because we didn't have heat in the stair, upstairs. No, no, we up. didn't. Yeah, it so was, I, yeah, it was all. It was all. Yep. And I, and it wasn't very warm. It wasn't warm, yeah. We, we could write on the walls from the, with the frost. Yes. I remember that. Before they redid our bedroom. Before they redid the bedrooms. But I, I don't know how we could have laid up there and been so quiet they didn't know we were there. They had to have known we were there. They chose to ignore it. Probably. They were too engrossed in their game. In their games. And it was usually Uncle Kenny 
and uh, and, and Jan and D uh, Uncle Dick. Yeah, Uncle Dick, and um, and they were not quiet. Pitt is not a quiet game. Mm -hmm. They weren't quiet. How could we have ever slept up there? I don't. Yeah, I don't know what they expected of us. Um, <laughs> But we also played Easy Money. Mm -hmm. I don't remember chess. I don't remember mm -hmm. any of that stuff. Um, mm -mm. I also remember inventing some games. Maybe it was just Terry and I. We, we invented games. Because you had a whole afternoon without your older siblings to figure true. out what to do. Yeah. And I do remember one time I did something wrong, and I got banished to my bedroom. And I could look out the window and watch you guys playing. Mm. But my memory is cops and robbers, the cops had the bikes and the robbers were on foot or was no it was the opposite way robbers had the bikes we had two bikes mm. one was red and one was blue and the red one i couldn't really ride because it was a boy's bike and i was too little mm -hmm. but i remember grandma teaching me how to ride and she'd just push me across the lawn oh my goodness and let me go and then i'd fall over yeah see uh yeah i need counseling <laughs> so um you became a grandma much, I just became a grandma last year. Mm -hmm. You became a grandma a long time ago, and now you're a great-grandma. So what's the best thing about being a great-grandma? Or a great-grandpa did? It's fun to watch our older grandchildren grow up and establish their own homes. And yeah, it's just fun to watch them. I enjoyed them when they were little, but it's a lot of fun when they're older. And then just to see the precious little babies they create. But, it, but we're a layer removed, so there's another layer of grandparents much closer. So we have to be very, I guess, um, I guess we just have to choose and pick our times and just be happy with, with where we find ourselves in that relationship. And you're close. And we are close to yeah. all of them. I am a seven-hour drive and an 18-hour drive from a grandchild. Mm -hmm. I am a 20-minute drive from grand dogs, but I do not think that qualifies. <laughs> Although Bailey would argue with that. So, especially now that we got Uncle Ron here, um, you guys started Mission Indy. Um, and because of that, you've had some cool experiences. Mm -hmm. So, Ron, what led you to start Mission Indy and... Um, and we'll talk about other things that you've learned through it. We just wanted to get ourselves and the teenagers of our church involved in the mission of God here around. That's kind of what led the mission. So we thought if we could get them to be leaders right here in our own city and ask other people to come in, surely there's stuff that God would have us do, and we've been missing it because we've been going everywhere. So that's, that's kind of how it got started. And that's how many years now? 27. 27. Because mm -hmm. we came and, and helped out when the kids were little. Mm -hmm. I mean, help, I'm sure that's... We did the music, because I remember Bailey playing drums sitting on a milk crate. Mm -hmm. at, um, the, at the one of the daycares. Yes, day yes. Camps. Um, but then, then it goes to where you've also then had a lot of people living with you. And um, when Adley had her baby... Um, I was a little nervous about the whole home birth thing, um, and I'd met Amy, the gal who was the, what do you call her, the midwife, mm -hmm. and I had been here, got the phone call, headed back to Illinois, and they said that the, the doula was coming, and this gal walks in, and she looks at me, and I said, I, hi, and she goes, I know you, and I said, no, you don't, um, I'm from Minnesota, to which she said, yes, I do, you're Marsha Griner's sister. Yeah, that's one of the few times in life you've been referred to as Marcia Griner's sister. <laughs> Typically, it's I'm Marat Jorgensen's sister. 
And then I looked at her and said, oh, you're Shannon, because Shannon was with you guys twice, I think. Mm -hmm. And we've had interns. Not always do they live with us. We try to get host families for them, but there have been times when they've had to. But over the years, just like Shannon, a lot of them have become friends. And so we have that wonderful connection, not to mention those who are all around the world that we stay in touch with and just read about the cool things they're doing. But I think um, hosting interns has just led us to be more open um, and interested in hospitality. Um, and so I've read some books, yeah. Definitely for me. Yeah. Because I never thought I wanted anybody living with us when we first had the first person living with us. Yeah. That I was thought, Nick. Yeah. Especially a guy, because I had bad experience with college roommate kind of thing. And I thought, no, we just need them to live somewhere else. But God used the times to help open me up, as she said earlier. It's yeah. been a rich experience. Yeah. And as kids, we always had people in our homes. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure they stayed over, but we always had. Yeah. Always people were coming and eating yeah. and, and spending time. So what have you learned about hospitality? Well, I think it's just a great opportunity to get to know other people, but to share your space. You know, I always refer to our place as the little space on planet Earth that God's granted me to uh, steward. And so we can share our space with other people, and it leads to great friendships. Um, just like Elisa, who's living with us now, a grad student, she's here for four months from Kansas, and when she started looking for housing, it was very expensive. Um, and so her pastor said, well, why don't you send letters out to some churches in the area? So our receptionist at church forwarded emails to several of us, and we responded right away. I, I felt like called that we should, this girl should live with us. And so it's interesting because Ron, with his work with Ghana Christian Mission, knows one of the elders in her church. So because we had a connection with somebody she knew from home and uh, because we lived 20 minutes from Riley Hospital where she interns, um, she chose us. But it's been a great experience for her to get to know our family and us to get to know her and just find out about what she's doing um, and just to meet her and her husband and just to know, you know, they're godly young people and just, I don't know, they've just impacted us a lot. But I think the reason that I've been drawn to share my space with others is uh, years and years ago, my ex-husband and I went to his dad's funeral. I think it was in March out in Colorado. And, you know, we just had to go. We had to come home to Indiana, even though a, a blizzard was forecast. So we head out from Cheyenne, Wyoming, get into Nebraska, and drove until we couldn't. There was a jackknife semi in front of us, and the snow was deep. So we pulled off and got into a little town in Nebraska. I don't even know what town it was. And uh, the little mom and pop hotel of like nine rooms was full. So we went to the grocery store and got the last nine cans of formula for Marty, who was nine months old. And then we went to the fire station. Before it was over, they were housing people in the local school building. But we were at the fire department because we were one of the first to get off the highway. And uh, I'm thinking, what am I going to do here? Like, there's people smoking, there's people everywhere. How are these kids going to sleep? And a young man came up to us and said, we have a baby about the age of yours. We've got a 
We live in a trailer home. We have a freezer full of meat. Would you guys like to come and stay with us? And we spent the weekend at their home from Friday night to Sunday morning. And they shared their food. We shared the cans of formula because their baby was on the same formula. And um, she did smoke, but she went outside to smoke. We we had a great time. And th these people weren't even people that really knew the Lord. They were just called to share their space. And that impacted me so much that I've ever since just thought, yeah, we need to steward what we have and be willing to share with other people because there's so much you can learn. And it's so rich when you just are willing to give of yourself, give of what you have to someone else. Very, very, very true. Well, thanks for chatting on the back porch and um, audios from Indiana.